All right, guys, this is the second episode of Notary Ninja Podcast. Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with them. It could cost you your life. You can reach Mark at LegalDocPrepNotary.com. And I have my first guest, which should be none other than my business partner and wife, Grace Sias. So Grace has become an entrepreneur over the last few years, and it has shaped and shifted her thinking in uh, interesting ways. And so I think she'll offer a lot of insight, especially someone who's come from a background of being a mom, stay-at-home mom with four kids, uh, running that, but now being able to incorporate business into her schedule, as well as be able to um, think like an opportunity, think like an entrepreneur or, or an opportunist and see opportunities. Like, um, for example, um, going up to a vending machine and most of us, oh, I'm going to put this in and get my Coke out or my snack out. And, and I see her thinking like, I want to own one of these and, and put them <laughs> places. <laughs> so um so in the other thing that we're going to extract from Grace is some of her uh, cross-selling abilities. See, uh, I'm like the, uh, I'm kind of like the Wizard of Oz and I'm the behind the scenes, pulling the levers, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And she's more like Glinda the Good Witch who just waves her wand and says, click your heels three times and get my ladybird deed. <laughs> And uh, so we want to we want to ask her some of that and get some of that information out of her. So, without further ado, welcome to the Notary Ninja Show. Uh, Grace, introduce yourself. Well, as my husband has said, my name is Grace Sias. I am I'm mother. Um, we have four children, ages 16, 11, 6, and five. So we stay busy with that. Um, my background is I was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years before starting this business with Mark and kind of just dove right in and um, learned everything I could learn about the business and, and loans and, and mobile closings and legal documents and ladybird deeds and the list goes on and on. Um, I feel like I've become a bit of an expert, as Mark said, in the cross-selling uh, situation. I really enjoy people. I enjoy hearing, you know, their stories. I enjoy uh, getting to know them. So this has given me the opportunity to go into a situation, whether it's a real estate closing or uh, just any general notary work, really, it could be anything, uh, legal documents, you know, the list of things that we offer and just kind of getting to know them and being somebody who they can trust. Uh, I feel really comfortable doing that with people. I enjoy that. So it always opens a door to, okay, so how else can we help you? Um, what are you doing to protect your assets? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You know, what, what would happen if, you know, some, there was an emergency and you were in the hospital and you don't have a power of attorney. Like I've just become very natural at bringing that stuff up. That's great. So in your mindset, it's a very natural conversation that you're having with people that you're already kind of 
you diving into all of these personal information you have right at your fingertips anyway. So it's a pretty natural conversation. It's very, it's natural for me. I mean, um, I would say it can be for a lot of people too, because you're just, you're not going into a situation thinking I'm going to sell them this, this, and this. You're just going into a situation being um, a nice and kind person, which I wholeheartedly believe in being. And having the conversation segue into how can I help you? How, how can, can I, I add value you? to your life? Mm -hmm. Yes. Great. That's great. And that's really, I think probably the essence of selling is getting yourself out of the way and getting the commission breath out of the way and just looking at well, what do they need? And I always say, everybody's looking to buy something. So have something to sell everybody. Sure. And if you, if you look at it that way or serve, it's not really selling. They were kind of looking for something. So it's good to have those things, I guess, at your disposal. So let me ask you this. Let's start at, let's start with the beginning because I, uh, as we start, as we teach people to do fingerprinting and stuff, and it's probably totally out of their comfort zone. Let's start with the very first loan closing, <laughs> he, the heebie-jeebies and the, the, that feeling of uh, being, I guess, like a fraud or, 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 or like you're not cut out. Tell me about your experience with that. Okay. Well, I mean, there was a little bit of training that I had done. You know, I, I kind of shadowed Mark for the first couple of closings. But ultimately, yeah, coming out the gate, just being literally like one day, just a stay-at-home mom, taking kids to doctor's appointments and birthday parties, and my main job was to keep them alive and happy, going from that to jumping into a situation where I'm closing very important documents for somebody, it was a little daunting. Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking, but ultimately, again, I would say that... My personality, how I am with people, it's easy for me to get comfortable or make people comfortable. So even though I may have been <laughs> some anxiety and maybe was like stress sweating a little bit, um, I, I, I managed to keep it pretty cool. But yeah, those first couple ones or you, you walk into different situations, as you know, where the house is 90 degrees and <laughs> they've got the oven going mm -hmm. and a candle burning in front of you and, you know, or their, their dog won't stop jumping on top of you and is scratching your arm or, you know, there's weird smells like there's <laughs> different things that you just learn over time to just deal with and overcome just and overcome just it's just another person you're right. just so with another person it's like anything else you just kind of gotta get in and get going and then you get familiar and Absolutely. then there's such an ease of motion i remember when we first started doing fingerprinting and we had all the training like we knew exactly what to do we had practiced it we were rolling prints they looked good and then we put the listing up and then we got the phone call and it was like a like a Portuguese lady or something. And I need fingerprints for like a chiropractic thing. And okay. I remember it was like starting the whole business all over again. I was like, okay, here you go, you big fraud. You know, yeah. you're offering fingerprinting services, but you ain't done one yet. But it went smooth. It was you just not, jump right in. Jump right in, yeah. right. And, and I'm kind of a fake it till you make it. I don't really think it's faking it. It's just um you know, if you if you you do have the training and you do know principally what you're doing, you may not be a master of it yet. But you the only way it. to get there is right. The only way to get there is to kind of rip the bandaid off, yeah. I guess. So, right. And I'm not always good at that. Like Mark has definitely pushed me 
into that and I, I, I was happy and willing to, but all, again, my personality isn't to just jump right into things. I like to learn everything about it. I like to be comfortable myself, but um, he's, he's like the yin to my yang. Like he's pushed me into these situations where I've become comfortable with things and vice versa. I'd say for you, you know, I've showed you or taught you how to do certain things that you normally wouldn't have done or, or just given you a different perspective or a different spin on things. That's Absolutely. Partners in crime, although it's all legitimate. Um, <laughs> so let's do this. I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw something out there. It might be a little slightly controversial, but I guess if we're not pushing the envelope, then, you know, then why would people listen? So right now, interest rates are respectively in the toilet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the loan closings have slowed. Now you and I know we're doing HELOCs out the wazoo and selling. Correct. Yes. And uh, but the volume, and thankfully, I should preface, we kind of got into this before this big crazy rush. So we didn't, so we knew it was something strange. Like this isn't how this normally goes. Abnormally busy. And we knew that if we were gonna get comfortable with that level of income, that we were gonna have to establish these additional streams because it was going to bust at some point. And I'm thankful that we kind of saw that coming. And then of course we wrote the book about it. Like, hey, you, you guys better get prepared. Um, so what, so where I'm going with this is, okay, so it has the loan signing per se is definitely decreased and it'll be back, I believe. But mm -hmm. so for people who are out there still kind of heavily pitching um, loan signing courses, systems. I'm not going to say any names, but one of them might rhyme with shark bills. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but uh, what would you say is this? I can be vicious with the way I word things. So I want to be careful. I, it's almost like, are you effectively selling like a snake oil? Or are you selling maybe something that is not going to live up to expectations? Right. And we've, we've actually had real conversations with people who are interested in either buying our course or have bought other courses that are specifically drilled down to only the loan signing world. And I was very open and honest as well as, as and I will be right now, that um, it is a little... Uh, a little deceptive, even though there was a, a time where the loans were great and you, can, never make, stop ringing, you right. can make an honest, great living. And I love doing those. Um, but it's also worth noting and telling people that it's not sustainable. The market will always ebb and flow. It has for centuries. There will all you will always have a need for a notary, no doubt about that. There you will always need an impartial witness for everything. As far as loan systems and primarily teaching that, I think it's unfortunate um, to put, kind of just give people blinders to where that's the only thing that they can do. I am, um, I do feel fortunate that we grew our business and, and had additional streams of income when we did, even when we didn't even need it, we were still right. honing that craft. And, um, 
I suggest it to everybody else. You know, I, I suggest even the people who are, I mean, our course is, um, additional side hustles, additional streams, revenues of income right. on it's top of It's a business the model. It's, it's a it's different entire, business model entirely. Yes. So I will never stop pushing that with people. If they want to call us and have questions strictly, I only want to do loans. I will shoot them straight every time. So um, yeah. I find it interesting that, um, and let me back up just a second. So you actually don't need our course. What you really need to do is when you're out there doing whatever you're doing is listen to your audience, listen to people and find out where those needs are and find out if you can offer that, if it's a viable, I call it a viable product compass, but if it's a viable, and that's kind of how we just basically, I, I say we stumbled into it, but we didn't really stumble into it. We kind of were like, the market's asking we were, for this. Yeah, we were led into And the market's it. asking for this, right? So, but um I find it kind of humorous and kind of a little bit disturbing. I think obviously we have people that are coming in, they're buying the course and they are getting our mentoring, but um, th there's some people that they'll go out and they'll pay $500 for a course from somebody who's probably already a millionaire. Uh, actually, I know from the Forbes list that he is, but um, <laughs> the name we're not going to mention. Um, but uh, so I find it interesting that they kind of pad the pocket of the rich and then they come to us and go, well, can you help me now that, that I don't know what I'm doing and this doesn't work and then don't want to pay us. And it's like, but you paid big money for something that kind of isn't really doing what you wanted. And now you don't want to pay much or anything for us to show you how to navigate around that. Or right? shadow us or us mentor them, which is, it's, um, it's nice to have, you know, for people to come to us. It's, um, it feels like an it's honor. Like flattering, yeah, it is flattering, yeah. but at the same time, they've already bought a course that is only teaching them one thing and they want to know what our business model is now. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Nah, and, and that's, you know, we, I say we're, we always want to help people, but also there's, you know, time is money. So yeah. there's that. Um, so let's go back over to the, uh, to the legal documents because it's been um, a very big asset for us. Let's talk about your, um, how, again, how you upsell, because it seems like you go in, thinking, all right, I've got, you know, like, a, I'm going to get maybe like about a $200 ladybird deed. And then you end up with a lot more than that. So let me tell me your process. My for that, process. And then, well, the dog wants to join, but. And then we'll um, get, we're going to close this. We're going to wrap this up, guys. Yeah, let me do this real quick. So I walk into a situation where it's a lady who mentions that her husband passed away five months ago. So now I know that she's got ladybird written all over. Right. Her. <laughs> but that's, I'm obviously, you know, I lost my father. He lost his father in the past few years. So it's a sensitive spot for me. So it's an easy opener to talk about. Um, and I usually just casually ask, okay, so what are you doing? What happens to your home? If you pass away, where does the home go? And they're sometimes they're like, we, I don't know, or I've put it in my will. So then I say and explain, and I don't give legal advice. I can't do that because I'm not an attorney. But I explain to them that if they place their home in a will, that 
it will go into probate and the person that they will it to is going to have to pay $250 to start that process to pull it out of probate all the while paying property taxes and, and all the fees and everything and dealing with the loss of their family member. So that's interesting to them. And then I kind of, you know, if they're, if they're a widow, especially, okay, well, what happens if you're in the hospital who is making the decisions? And they're like, well, my, my spouse was, but now I need to change that. And it's like, okay, you know, the, a POA, a power of attorney is really, really important. We, we have a bundle that we offer. It's a will, a living will. Bundle and save, guys. <laughs> a power of attorney. And that's a certain amount. And I tell them that. And I say, that's going to cover everything. And as far as your, your property, which is your largest asset, we have a ladybird deed that we can help you with that. And I always preface with, you know, an attorney is going to charge you $3,000 to do this. And we're going to charge you maybe, uh, maybe a fourth of that price. So that's exactly how I do it. I just kind of feel them out. I see where they're at. You know, maybe they're married and they don't have power of attorney over each other. I think that's really important. Mark and I have that in place. Um, you know, people open up when you just start to listen to them, they open up and you can see where you can help them and fill in those gaps. And I'll tell you what, after we prepare all their documents and we go over it with them and it's done and we put it in a really nice folder for them, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like the weight has been lifted off of them and they're so thankful that they took care of that because everybody really should be doing those things, this taking care of those things. We're just there to help. Okay, I got one more question. I probably should have asked this at the beginning, and then we're going to wrap this one up, guys. Um, so I had said in the introduction about that entrepreneurial mindset. Give me some examples of things that you've okay. seen. Yeah, and I, I should <laughs> I should say, guys, we, we added a whole nother side hustle. It's not related to what we usually do, but she's the one who kind of sniffed that out and um, has that launched. And that's it's just been another great revenue stream. And I'm not going to go into that right now. I don't have time, but... Um, I don't have time today. We'll go into it in another episode, but I wanted you to talk to them about just that mindset shift. Yeah. So that was, always, that surprised me because um, our children are walking in and it is a live podcast. Hey, we're on the, we're doing a podcast so you can take it into the other room. Okay. So what shocked me is being, okay. I always say just a mom, but you know, my mind being filled with, birthdays and, and, you know, gifts and um, schoolwork and teachers. And there's just a million things that a, that a mother has to deal with. Um, as I became a business owner, I, it was crazy to see the shift in me, the, the entrepreneur mindset of, like you said, like, I'm like, why are we paying a vending machine? We could buy a vending machine and go put it up somewhere and, and make money. Like, why aren't we doing that? Um, we get, I get a spray tan occasionally and I'm like, I don't want to do the spray tans. I want to own the spray tanning the spray business. Tanning business. Right. Um, I just like, I start to see the opportunities in different ways. Um, there was something else I was super interested in. I don't know. I just kind of, I'm like, why be the, the employee when you can be the owner, like, right, why can't right. we do that? So it really has spun for me and it's exciting because, and it's crazy because the, the mom, the mom brain does not stop, but 
it's really, really cool. It's cool to know that you can do different things. Like you, you can learn something new at any age. You can, you can create something new at any time in your life. So that's it guys. So like, uh, I'm going to finish this with saying that the same way that uh, a ninja learns martial arts and he hones his skill with a sword that you can hone an entrepreneurial mind. It's like a muscle that you can flex that if you're working and you've never done it, you obviously have to start small somewhere, but it becomes a, a muscle that you flex and grow. And then that is how you get more business and more opportunities and so forth. So that's it for this episode number two of the Notary Ninja podcast. Tune in next week and we will talk about something or something. <laughs>